The Indianapolis Colts win ugly in Germany over the New England Patriots. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you all for tuning in and making us your first post-game listen of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL to get $20 off of your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Zach Hicks of the Locked On Colts podcast and over at HorseshoeHuddle.com. It's where you can find all of my film work. Uh, Jake is not joining us today. He's just so excited about this ugly, ugly win. He's out celebrating with the rest of his buddies or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. It's just me today, guys. We're going to talk about this Colts victory over the New England Patriots. Colts won 10-6 to in Germany. So, you know, uh, all you uh, Germany fans out there, all you people in Germany, I'm glad we could bring the best of the NFL product over there with this 10 to six victory, uh, really anemic day overall on both offenses, but the defense stayed strong all day for the Colts and they were able to get the victory. Uh, we're going to kick off the show by talking about the main storylines of this game. And then we're going to go into the Colts offense and the Colts defense and really discuss how this team was able to win again, pretty ugly, but still win the game regardless. So kicking off with the biggest storylines, I think the number one thing that we really have to say about this game is the Patriots are so bad. <laughs> the Patriots are so, so bad. Like, I don't want to get on here and just laugh about another team, but, oh, man. Oh, man, that was tough to watch from the Patriots' side. I mean, their quarterback play was bad. Every single time they dropped back to throw the ball, it felt like a win for the Colts' defense, which is really not something you see in today's NFL because, obviously, it's a passing league. Uh, the NFL wants passing offenses. They want the ball down the field and explosive plays. Uh, but every single time the Patriots were calling a pass play, it really felt like a win for the Colts uh, defense. Like they had five sacks in this game. They had over a dozen pressures. Uh, they were just getting after Mac Jones all game long. And then even when they made that weird quarterback change at the end, they were still getting after uh, Bailey Zappi as well and, and really locking it down. So yeah, the Colts defense won this game for them. Obviously. I mean, if you're only scoring 10 points in the NFL game and you're winning, obviously your defense has to be doing some superhuman stuff on the other side of the ball. Uh, but yeah, the Colts defensive line, again, five sacks, uh, almost all of them are on third down, multiple other pressures on third down as well. Uh, just a fantastic game from the Colts defense. And I, and I know that we're going to get some comments on this video. We're going to get some comments on social media and stuff where it's like, oh yeah, of course they had a great game. They were against the Patriots offense. But again, two weeks ago, they played against New Orleans Saints, which was a terrible offense when they played against the Saints and the Saints lit them up for a huge point total and, and had a fantastic game. The last two weeks against, again, two abysmal offenses in the Carolina Panthers and the New England Patriots, we have finally seen this Colts defense just level out and play, again, not fantastic football, but play better than you know abysmal football they've been playing some pretty solid football the last two weeks come away with uh what five turnovers the last two games they come away with nine sacks the last two games so a really strong day from the Colts defense run defense can can stand to get a lot better uh but you really can't complain too much about a game again in the NFL where you're giving up uh where you're only giving up six points like if you're only giving up six points in an NFL game you're doing enough to win so Colts defense Big plus did a great job out there. Uh, I think the secondary has been playing really well for the Colts defense as well. Uh, I mean, again, 
you're not going against these these fantastic quarterbacks in Mac Jones and Bryce Young, but these are NFL quarterbacks, like albeit struggling NFL quarterbacks, but they're NFL quarterbacks. They can at least get the ball out of their hands and do something with it at times, you know, not all the time. But uh, the Colts secondary has been locking things down a lot these last two weeks, giving up very few yards after the catch, uh, making some tackles and, and just suffocating teams on the back end with a lot of really cool principles. I think that Gus Bradley is mixing in, which we're going to talk about more in segment three. Uh, but I think they're starting to do a lot more Saban type stuff, a lot more quarters, a lot more. Uh, cover seven, cover six. You know, you're seeing a lot of really interesting things there on the back end from the Indianapolis Colts. And it's confusing these below average quarterbacks in Mac Jones and Bryce Young. So uh, really, really strong day from the Colts defense. Ever going over to the Colts offense, the biggest storyline, you know, quarterback play, not good. Just simply not good enough. Uh, you know, I, I think this game was probably worse than last week for Gardner Minshew. I think at least last week he was able to get the ball out a couple times and, and move the ball a little bit. But in this game, the Colts offense was just not operational whatsoever. Like the, the Colts offense could not move the ball at all. And it, it felt like, again, like on the other side of the ball with the Patriots, every time they called a passing play, it felt like a win for the defense on the Colts side. It, it kind of felt the same way outside of a couple of big plays. I mean, Gardner Minshew made three big throws in this game, one to Josh Downs late, which Josh Downs kind of bailed him out with a great catch. Uh, the one to Alec Pierce early, where again, Alec Pierce kind of bailed him out with a catch. And then Isaiah McKenzie early in the game, that 30-yarder down the field, which led to the Colts' first touchdown. Aside from those three big plays, though, the Colts' passing offense was just anemic in this one. Michael Pittman Jr. had a couple of nice catches underneath, but they just have nothing going in the passing game. And a lot of that has to do with Gardner Minshew just feeling ghosts in the pocket. Gardner Minshew missing throws high, throwing off his back foot. Uh, because, again, we're going to talk about this more in segment two. Like, everything is right there for him. Like, there are guys that are open. There's a, a good, clean pocket in front of him. Like, there are things that he can be doing. It's just, for some reason, he's panicking back there. He's running in circles back there. He's missing reads that an NFL quarterback needs to make. And at the end of the day, it's just not good enough. I know he's a backup quarterback. I know that the expectation shouldn't be sky high for him. But at the end of the day, these are plays that need to be made. I know the Colts are 2-0 the last two weeks, but they really shouldn't with the way their quarterback has played. Like They're really lucky that they played against the two bottom teams in, in the entire league these last two games because the way that Gardner Minshew has played, they do not deserve to win these games. You know, Hats off to the Colts defense. Hats off to the Colts playmakers like Josh Downs today on that long catch. Uh, but these are just... These are just this is just not a winning formula with the way their quarterback is playing right now. So uh, we got to see more from Gardner Minshew going forward. It's just not good enough uh, whatsoever. Uh, but, you know, again, if we're talking biggest storylines, it's more about the Colts defense having a really strong game, uh, despite giving up a lot of ground, a lot of game, a lot of gains on the ground in this one. A lot of big run games, uh, run gains for the Patriots offense. The Colts defense was able to step up and, and get the job done in the red zone. And, uh, and then keep the Patriots off the board, which is the biggest thing in the entire league right there. So overall, strong day for the Colts defense. Uh, Colts offense needs to be a lot better, but luckily they have the bye week to maybe figure some things out and, and you know, get back to where they were the last couple weeks when they were, you know, scoring 20 plus every single game for the first nine games. So coming up, though, we're going to really dive into this Colts offense, talk about the, what the biggest issues were and just overall what we thought about this game, uh, watching it from the Colts offensive side of the ball. And guys, you should never have to worry when you're buying your tickets to your next big event. You know, I love going to concerts. I love going to sporting events. Even if it's not NFL games, I love going to watch my Washington Capitals and stuff like that. And the best place to go is Game Time. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets 
for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Again, I buy my Capitals tickets on game time. I love it. I, I just get really, really good deals there. And I get, you know, some really cool things, you know, like killer last minute deals, all in price, all in prices and views from your seat and the best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying your ticket. Game time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. You know, make sure you're not sitting behind some stanchion or sitting behind, you know, some area that you really just don't want to be. Game time gives you that peace of mind before you even get to the game. All in prices show your total front, total upfront. So you know exactly what kind of great deal you're getting without any hitting fees. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps. GameTime is obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. And even an hour after it starts, it's the best place to find last minute tickets. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L for $20 off. Download Game Time, download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All righty, my Colts friends and family here, my everydayers here on the Locked On Colts channel. We're talking about this Colts offense. Uh, unfortunately, we do have to talk about the Colts offense just a little bit in this one. Just not a good game at all. I mean, a little bit better than the Panthers outing. They had 4.9 yards per play in this one, where in that Panthers one, they had, I think, 3.5 yards per play. So just not not a really effective day either either time in these last two weeks. Um, they, they had a couple of explosive plays that really brought up the yards per play total. Again, the Isaiah McKenzie catch, the Alec Pierce catch, the Josh Downs catch late. Those three explosives kind of boosted the yards per play total, but overall just not an efficient game plan on offense, not an efficient day from their quarterback. Gardner Minshew went 18 of 28 for 194 yards and a pick in this game. Yeah, it, it, it's it's as bad as the stat line looks. Honestly, it's worse than what the stat line looks. There were just some really, really brutal moments in this game from Gardner Minshew. A lot of times, I mean, you guys know in the comment section here, I mean, it was every single time there was an obvious passing situation, third down, third and long. The Patriots are bringing like four guys. They weren't even blitzing on a lot of these situations, and they were just running stunts up the middle, stunts, and, and the Colts were picking it up and just – I don't know what Minshew was doing. <laughs> like you could hear the internal screaming in his head when the second he saw some kind of blitz or some kind of simulated pressure or some kind of pass rusher getting into the backfield slightly, you could see like that internal clock just exploding in his head and him just running in circles like he had no clue what was going on. Uh, it was really tough to see because you, you'd expect that out of some kind of rookie quarterback or you'd expect that out of, you know, a player that's not been around and started as many games as Gardner Minshew. And honestly, we didn't really see it as much the first couple of weeks this season when he first got out there, you know, coming in in relief in those Titans and Texans games or coming into early starts against the Ravens even or against the, the Browns. Uh, I think maybe he's thinking too much about the fumbles and, and just dropping the ball from the backside too much. So now he's overcompensating by just running in circles and trying to avoid getting hit at all costs. Uh, so he doesn't fumble, but look at the end of the day, I can live with a couple interceptions and turnovers if the offense is moving and putting points on the board. Like you can live with turnovers every now and then. I'm not saying that you need to come out there and and purposely turn the ball over because that's not that's not good either. But like you can't sacrifice efficiency on offense. You can't sacrifice your entire offensive flow and design because you're scared of turning the ball over, because you're scared of making a mistake. And I feel like that's where we're at with Gardner Minshew, where we're seeing so many moments where it's like, Okay, first read's not there. 
instead of let me get my second read, it's let me run in circles and I'll either eat this ball and run it up for a couple yard gain, or I'll try to find the wide open guy after a broken play is down the field. That's just not how you play quarterback in the NFL, especially not how you play quarterback when you're a player who's not really athletic, you really don't have that big of an arm. Like it's just not a recipe for success from the quarterback position. Most quarterback play is done in the pocket by design, you know, the way that the play is drawn up. And there were multiple times in this game where, you know, a mesh route, you know, the, the mesh route, that third down mesh where he completed to Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, later in the game, like, great, great job moving around and getting the ball out and getting it to Michael Pittman Jr. But if you watch that play, Kylan Granson wide open over the middle on the little spot route. Alec Pierce wide open on the on the mesh run over the middle. Uh, Jonathan Taylor not even covered on the wheel route outside the backfield. These are all within design where the play is supposed to go when you're talking mesh. And, and you know, it's great that he's able to get out of the pocket and find Pittman Jr. and get that first down. But, like, these are things that need to be done by your veteran quarterback. I don't care if you're a backup quarterback or if you're a guy who wasn't supposed to start. It's just not good enough from an NFL-caliber quarterback. And that's what he is. He's an NFL-caliber quarterback who's just not playing good enough right now. Uh, so these last two weeks, if if he plays like this the last ha- last, the last stretch of the season – the Colts are not going to win many games. You can't win many games with your quarterback playing like this. Like you can beat the Carolina Panthers and the New England Patriots of the world, but you're not beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with this type of quarterback play. You're probably not beating the Tennessee Titans. You're probably not beating the Houston Texans again with this kind of quarterback play. You need better quarterback play. And again, I know Garner Minshew was brought in on a low contract with very little expectations and, and probably didn't even expect to start many games this year. It's just the unfortunate world that we live in, but that doesn't, excuse the fact that we can talk about his play out there his play has not been good enough these last two weeks it has simply not been good enough for even a spot starter for even a backup quarterback uh so it's just something that we just can't we can't have going forward again i think this colts team is is solid i think they're a solid team they're probably a seven to eight win team regardless of what happens with the quarterback position but uh for this team to maybe make the playoffs or even to get to those seven and eight wins garner Minshew needs to play better And I think, you know, hopefully they can go into this bye week and they can really talk about, you know, what was going on with him these last two weeks and why he's freaking out so much. But uh, they they really need to to do some soul searching here in the bye week with him because whatever happened the last two weeks compared to the weeks before that, he is just panicking so, so much back there. And it's just not good enough. Uh, But talking about some other players on the Colts offense before we get to the Colts defense, you know, I think that Jonathan Taylor – uh, did some really solid things out there despite the 23 carries for 69 yards and a touchdown. Again, teams are going to be stacking the box when they're not scared of the quarterback, so it's going to be tough to run. But I think he had some really, really good, um, some really, really good just overall runs in this game, some really strong rushes. His touchdown run was a fantastic run. I know it was only a two-yard gain, but a really good job manipulating the defender on the outside and getting in the end zone. Michael Pittman Jr., eight catches for 84 yards. Josh Downs, two for 40. Uh, on a day where, like, you know, he he really didn't play much. You know, he played, I think, only on some third downs and some obvious passing situations. So obviously that knee is just not right for Josh Downs still. Uh, but getting out there for those two catches for 40 yards and had that really fantastic long catch late in the game to, you know, not ice the game, but really put the Patriots on their back. So uh, that really helped there. Again, Alec Pierce, uh, Isaiah McKenzie, two big plays early in the game. Really great to see. And overall, I think the Colts offensive line played fairly well. You know, again, Patriots are stacking the box. They were blitzing a lot. They gave Gardner Minshew a lot of time in the backfield. They, they had some good holes there in the run game. So I can't really complain too much about what this offensive line did. Uh, one more thing I did want to touch on with the Colts offense or with the Colts offense in general 
was running back Zach Moss was almost completely cut out of the game plan entirely. I'm not a fan of that at all. I think Zach Moss has been playing some really, really good football this year. And and look, I get wanting to get Jonathan Taylor his carries and getting him out there and and trying to lean on his explosiveness and, and doing some good things out there. But Zach Moss is a tough road grader type of runner. I think getting him out there and getting him even like just getting more carries than just the one that he had in this game would have been beneficial for this Colts team. I know it's more of a hindsight thing because, you know, in the game things, you know, a player like Jonathan Taylor is kind of rolling a little bit. You want to get him going, but uh, Zach Moss can't be completely cut out of the game plan. He's too good of a player for that. You just pay Jonathan Taylor. I get it, but Zach Moss is playing really well this year. I don't want to cut him completely out of the game plan, no matter what's going on out there. He's just too good of a runner, too good of a change of pace guy. Uh, just get him out there to get some carries. You know, don't let him just be like a decoy in a couple snaps. You know, he's a good player. Get him out there. Uh, so, yeah, I would have liked to see Zach Moss more, and I would have liked to see Gardner Minshew obviously play a better game. But, you know, it is, it is what it is. Uh, we'll see if the Colts can bounce back after the bye week. Obviously, they have a lot of soul searching to do on offense. Uh, but the Colts defense is riding a two-game hot streak here into the bye week. Can they continue that on this last stretch of the season? We're going to talk about that here coming up in just a second. And guys, score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 back in bonus bets with any winning a $5 Moneyline bet. That is is $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options that include spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I know all you beautiful degenerates out there love betting. So go to FanDuel.com, visit FanDuel.com today slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, guys. So we're diving into this Colts defense and I I still see some comments on here uh, that talking about the Colts defense struggling and having a bad day. But look, Colts run defense was brutal. It was brutal in this game. But I think today's game really did show that you know, why the NFL is such a passing league, because you can run the ball effectively all you want. But at the end of the day, when you get into third and six, third and seven, third and eight, those couple times a game where you get into that, you need to be able to throw the ball in the NFL to to find success. And the Colts defense did a really good job in this game of, sure, you know, we're giving up these huge gains up the middle on the run game because we just don't have a good defensive tackle alongside Forrest Buckner. And that's, that's a bit, that's a big issue, but they're shutting down the pass game so much in this one. And it's not just because Mac Jones is bad. It's also because the Colts defense was covering things up pretty well on the back end and getting some really good pass rush up front uh, from their front four defenders. So, you know, again, we can look at it and say, yes, the Colts defense needs to be better in the run game. That was just too awful <laughs> against Ramondre Stevenson and especially Zeke Elliott, who's just not the Zeke Elliott of five years ago. Like you just can't have that kind of thing happen there. Uh, but at the end of the day, they they got the job done in the passing game. They made some plays on the ball, some good pass breakups, some interceptions, a lot of sacks up front, just a really, really strong game in, in pass coverage. And that's more important than run defense. You know, I, I will sacrifice the run defense allowing seven, eight yards to carry, whatever it is, six, seven, eight yards to carry, if you're going to completely shut down another team's passing game. Because the passing game is just more effective and more efficient overall and leads more to NFL success and offensive success. So, Yes, clean up the run game, please. Grover Stewart's going to be back soon, thank God, because they need him back like more than ever. Uh, but, you know, if you're shutting down a passing game, it's fine. You can you can live with getting gashed in the run game if you're, if you're shutting down other teams' passing games. So overall, solid day from the Colts defense, allowing only six points in NFL game, regardless of who you're playing, is a fantastic day. Um, the, and the main superstars, I mean, the two main superstars of this one, but one of them more of a, 
underrated type player, Dioa Dangbo. Dio Dengbo in the first half had three sacks in this game, had multiple pressures as well. I think he had three QB hits in this game as well. Uh, just a really, really strong game from Dio Dengbo, who's been playing some really, really good football uh, the last two to three weeks for the Indianapolis Colts, uh, doing some really great things. Like I, they're, they're using him all over the place. They're using him at defensive end. They're using him at three tech. They're using him as a, you know, as that prowler blitzer over the middle and stuff too. And he's just getting the job done. So he's, he's really living up to, where the Colts took him in that draft a couple years ago, doing some really strong things in the rush game. Uh, and, you know, that you're starting to see the sacks kind of pile up now. The three sacks a day, I think, puts him at first uh, on the Colts this season in sacks. I think he's at six and a half now, or uh, it's either six or six and a half now uh, is where they're at with him uh, on the season. So, yeah, Dio Dangbo, really, really strong game for him. Uh, DeForest Buckner, fantastic, fantastic game. Uh, he looked like a superstar all game long, honestly. The only time the Colts got any kind of run defensive stops in this one was when DeForest Buckner was making plays in the backfield and blowing up the run. Uh, the Patriots tried to double team him all game and just leave the other defensive tackle on single blocks, which worked for a majority of the game. But there were still some times where Buckner was able to break through and, and make some plays in the ball. Uh, in the past, in the past rush department, I mean, two of Dio Dangbo's sacks came off DeForest Buckner pressures. I think Quiddy Pay's sack came off of, off of DeForest Buckner's uh, pressure. I believe Taekwon Lewis's sack came off of DeForest Buckner pressure. So yeah, DeForest Buckner finished this game with zero sacks, but it was a superstar game from him. And he looked like one of the best defensive tackles in the league. Uh, he was just abusing this Patriots offensive line all game long. Uh, their, their left guard at Cole Strange was the former first round pick two years ago out of Chattanooga. And DeForest Buckner was just having his way with him all game long. So you know, great, great game from DeForest Buckner. Did a fantastic job out there. Adetomi Adebore, oh, another really good game from him. He got out there for a couple snaps, and I want to say he had like three or four pressures in this game. He had a couple of run defensive snaps where, yes, he lost his gap integrity, but he did, you know, get into the backfield and, and get in position to make a play. You want to see him finish those plays going forward. I think one of Stevenson's, uh, like he had like a six-yard run in the first half where Adetomi kind of broke into the backfield and had him stopped in the backfield but just missed the tackle and, Stevenson was able to get upfield for a five-yard gain. Uh, but just plays like that, you know, you're seeing some really good flashes from Adetomi Adebore, and, and you're seeing his snaps go up on defense. You're starting to see that, that athleticism on defense. Really liking what I'm seeing from that young player there. Uh, some other guys that stood out to me, you know, Zaire Franklin had 15 tackles in this game, had 12 solo tackles. I know some of them were, you know, more down the field in the run game, not some great tackles there, but had a pass breakup early in the game as well. Had that on the very final play of the game, he roboted in coverage and got in front of that receiver for Rodney Thomas to come up with the interception. So really, really strong play from Zaire Franklin in this one. Uh, and yeah, I mean, overall, I think some other players made some good plays too. Julian Blackman, you know, a couple of big splash plays had the pick in the red zone, which should not have been a pick, but it was a pick because of, uh, you know, Matt Jones just not knowing how to throw the football at another uh, red zone play where he should have had an interception, a couple pass breakups as well. Julian Blackman playing some good football. Uh, and then the kind of final, just to kind of close out this show and talk about something that needs to be talked about, about a player who's struggling out there. And I don't want to just single him out because I don't think EJ Speed had that strong of a game. I think Daryl Baker Jr. in the run game didn't play really well either. Uh, Taven Bryan struggled a lot in the run game. Obviously, Eric Johnson had a really bad game in the run game. But obviously, the player that we got to point out, and someone called, someone said it earlier here on the, in the comment section, don't talk about it. But look, we have to talk about it. I'm sorry. Um, Shaquille Leonard just, just struggled. 
in this one. It just was not a good game whatsoever. And unfortunately, it's something that we have to talk about because he keeps getting asked in these media sessions about his snaps and his play and, and how he's not producing out there. And we could kind of see today why he's not producing out there or why he's not getting more snaps or why he's not out there on third downs. It's because when he's in position to make plays, he's not making them. It's not because of the snaps. It's not because of the scheme. Like there are multiple opportunities each game where he can make a big play or he can make a, a really big moment for this Colts team. And he just didn't get it done. There was three plays that really stuck out to me in this game from him. Uh, there was the early screen to Ezekiel Elliott where he just did not get there in time. And, and, 90-year-old Ezekiel Elliott beats him to the corner and runs up for a 19-yard gain. And then you had the forced fumble that Zaire Franklin forced uh, in the second quarter where he punched the ball out from Hunter Henry. And uh, Shaquille Leonard was the first guy to get there. Shaquille Leonard was the first guy to jump on the ball, didn't come away with the fumble recovery. And that's a, that's a big play that should have been made. Uh, and then you go later in the game, another screenplay to Ezekiel Elliott in the, in the red zone and out, just gets juked out of his shoes by Ezekiel Elliott in the red zone there. Like, these are plays where... You know, if you want to play more on defense, you've got to make these plays. I'm like, I'm not going to say he's like the worst player on the team for the Colts or the worst player out there, but there are a lot of moments where he looks like a liability for the Colts. And, and this was one of those games where, you know, in the run game, he's getting abused and pushed back by offensive linemen. And then when he's out in space trying to make tackles on linebacker or on, on uh, running backs, he's getting by quickness or getting beat by, um, you know, getting beat by power or speed or whatever it is. Like, he's just not able to get out there. So it's just, it's tough, man. It's tough to watch Shaquille Leonard look like this out there. It's tough that he still wants to like, I know he wants to be on the field more because that's who he is. That's who he is as a person. But like, if we watch the games, we know why he's not on the field more. It's because of how he looked today. It was a, it was a struggle for him out there. It wasn't a good game whatsoever. Uh, So, you know, it's, it's tough, man. It's tough. You want to see him bounce back and stuff like that. But it just wasn't a good game for, from Shaquille Leonard. And and we have to talk about it because, again, it's something that he talks about throughout the week about wanting to play more. Well, look, the Colts defense allowed six points in this game. Uh, and they had, what, six sacks or two interceptions, like Jerry's mentioning here. Uh, did some really, really good things on this Colts defense. But the struggles came when it was somebody with Shaquille Leonard out there. Or somebody Or when Shaquille Leonard had a chance to make a big play, that's when the struggles came. So uh, we got to see some bounce back there from him. Got to see him play a lot better. It's just not what you expect out of your highly paid linebacker. I know he's had the back surgery. I know that there are reasons why he's not the same Shaquille Leonard. But again, if he's going to talk all week about saying that he thinks he's fully back and he wants more opportunities on the field and he wants to play on third downs, well, make some plays on the on the snaps that you're out there for. You know, he had three big play moments in this game that he could have made and he didn't make them. So, you know, like they had to be made if you want to get out there more. It's, it's tough, man. It's It's... It's the nature of the game, but oh, man, just make the plays and that's that'll lead to more snaps on third down. But I think that's all we have for today, guys. I know I kind of ended on more of a sour note, but look, at the end of the day, the Colts won ugly in Germany over the New England Patriots. They got some revenge for that New England Patriots game last year where uh, in Frank Reich's final game of the of you know, his Colts tenure, the Colts allowed nine sacks and got nothing going on offense. Now you flash forward to this year. The Colts get five sacks in this game on Mac Jones and only allow six points in what could be the Bill Belichick nail in the coffin. You know, maybe the Colts got some revenge in that way. We'll see what, what goes on with uh, the Patriots going forward. But uh, guys, again, every day as we back here all week talking about this Colts team, doing some really fun bi-week content for you and just kind of discussing 
where the Colts need to go from here after the bye week in order to either make the playoffs or just get to 500 or, or whatever with this Colts team. So uh, if you guys don't already, make sure you're following at Locked on Colts, at Jake Arthur NFL, and at Zach Hicks too, all on social medias. And also subscribe to us on YouTube, wherever you listen to your podcast. We'd love your guys' ranked reviews, and we'll see you guys back here bright and early on Tuesday morning.